This is episode number 236 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey there, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Last week, we covered a few ways to start a presentation, and I specifically wanted to cover those things first before I cover the introduction in this session. Uh, This week, I'm going to show you how to kind of introduce yourself when you start a presentation. Uh, the reason why I'm kind of doing it in the in the order that I'm doing this is because a lot of times we we think that we should start our presentations with an introduction or what sometimes salespeople will call a 30-second commercial. However, in many speeches, you'll want to actually start with one of those presentation openers like I gave you in the last couple of weeks before you actually introduce yourself. But regardless of what order you put it in, it really is important when you're when you're beginning to speak to an audience that doesn't know you yet, it's important to introduce yourself in a way that builds your credibility as the expert on the topic that you're going to be speaking on. And you have to be able to do it, though, without sounding like you're bragging. Uh, By the way, you can also use the technique that I'm going to show you today when you meet new people in a business function or a networking event of some type as well. So you can use this a lot of different ways. Uh, By the way, the episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. If you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in Phoenix, Dallas, Tampa, Los Angeles, Denver, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C., Miami, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and Salt Lake City. We've also got a virtual class coming up in January, If uh, just in case none of those locations are are, fit within your your, uh, schedule. Uh, But you can see the full schedule at our website at fearlesspresentations.com. So one of the most challenging parts of any presentation is that very, very, very first part. If you're if you're wondering how to introduce yourself before you actually start the presentation, then you're in good company because for most of us, once we actually get the first few sentences out when we're speaking, our nervousness actually diminishes pretty significantly. So that the initial kind of self-introduction that you give is is really important because it will help if you struggle here your nervousness will often increase. And and in addition, you know, the old adage is that you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That is very, very true, especially if the people in the audience don't really know you. So basically in this session, we're going to cover the best way, a very, very simple three-step process that you can use to introduce yourself in a presentation. And I'll give you the summary of the the three-step process first. You know, the first thing you want to do is start with your name, obviously, and and probably your company, especially if it's a professional speech that you're giving. If you're giving a presentation to a class or school, or if you're in a competition of some type, then you would reference the organization that you're representing or the school that you came from. Um, The second thing, though, is you want to tell your audience what problem 
that you can solve for them. So there's going to be content that you're delivering in your presentation that will solve a problem for the people in the audience. Focus on that in the introduction. We'll show you exactly how to do that as we go through the process. And then finally, you want to give them some type of proof. You don't want to just tell them that you can help them solve a problem. You want to give them some type of proof. So again, we'll go through each one of these things. They're actually really, really simple once you once you think about it. But let me give you first, um, give you some background on some things that you want to be aware of before you actually start to prepare your introduction. The first thing that you want to do is before you start doing anything, you want to identify what your audience wants from the presentation. <laughs> you know, before we actually get into the how to do the introduction, let's talk about the purpose of, of the speech. The main purpose of the introduction is to build rapport with your audience and to let them know some of your credentials. So in addition to that, by the way, it's all, you also want the audience to pay attention to you, obviously. Um, so this can sometimes be very, very difficult because let's face it, most people who are sitting in any given meeting just really don't want to be there. So if the speaker just stands up and brags about how great he or she is, and he's probably going to turn off the audience. So before you actually design your introduction, think about what your audience wants from your presentation. Why are they there? Why do they care about listening to you? Why do they, why do they want to spend their valuable time listening to whatever it is that you're going to be telling them? Uh, are you going to be wasting their time? Those are questions that they all have. Um, and they want to know, you know, are you going to provide them with something valuable? So, for instance, I've got an expertise in a number of different areas. For instance, I'm a public speaking coach. I'm a keynote speaker. I'm a best-selling author. I'm pretty good at search engine optimization as well for websites, which is kind of unique. Um, I'm a popular podcaster. I get thousands and thousands of people every week listening to my podcast. However, if I delivered that introduction to a, a a given audience are most likely going to look at me and go, so what, you know, what does that have to do with me? Right. That, that doesn't answer the, the questions that we talked about before. Hey, is this going to be valuable for me? And, and is this going to be worth my time? So the statement is really kind of Doug focused or me focused or speaker focused. It's not really audience focused. So when I start to design my, my talk of introduction, I want to focus just on the area of expertise that's related to the topic that I'm presenting on right now. So as you're kind of thinking about why your audience would want to pay attention to you, kind of jot down some notes about the answers to those questions. You know, what's in it for them? Why do they care? <laughs> what's the value of this topic to them? Just kind of write it down and set them aside for a second. These things are going to be really important as we get further into the, the process. But you really want to focus on those things before you start to design your talk of introduction. Otherwise, it's going to be about you and not them. All right. So. Um, let, let me first kind of start about out by kind of telling students how to introduce themselves in a presentation class, because there is a high, high, high percentage of students that come on because they're confused about how to introduce themselves when they when they're giving a presentation. And one of the things that that um, you have to kind of keep in mind is that there's two different items in a speech that often get confused. There is the presentation starter. You know, those are those things that you use to kind of wow the audience or get them to, to pay attention to you. And then this, and then there's also a, an introduction where you introduce yourself to your audience. So if you have to give a speech in a class where everybody in the class 
already knows you, there's absolutely no reason to introduce yourself. By the way, that's the same in a business speech as well, which we'll cover in a few minutes. But if everybody in the audience knows you and they know your expertise, and they know what you do, you don't introduce yourself. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, instead, you probably are, if you're, if you're actually listening to this podcast or if you happen to be reading the show notes and looking at this, um, it probably means that you have, you're, you're looking for a way to kind of start your speech. You know, for example, instead of introducing yourself and starting off in, in an awkward way, awkward way, you might start with a startling statistic or a summary of your conclusion or start with the, the start the presentation with an inspirational quote or, or something like that. So we covered those items about three episodes back. So if you are looking for that type of thing, just kind of pause this session, go back a couple of episodes, look for the seven, seven dynamic ways to start your presentation. And uh, that's probably going to help you out a whole lot more. If you are a student and you're delivering a speech in a like a speech competition or to an audience who doesn't know you, then the technique that we're going to cover later on for the business presentations will work just as well. But I would suggest making it really, really simple. Um, just say your name, say the school that you represent, and then just say your topic. Make it real easy, just like that. Don't do a whole lot more because... Um, that you basically get, you're going to get to your content more quickly is, which is basically what the audience is going to be there to, to listen to. So, so typically after you get those first sentences out of the way, your nervousness is going to drop down dramatically as well. And so since your name, your school, your topic, those are going to be things that are really, really easy to remember. That takes a lot of the pressure off of you during that, the most nervous part of the speech, which is right at the beginning. So obviously if you're, if you're, speaking coach or teacher is giving you specific techniques and you want to follow those um, because some competition will have specific ways that they want you to introduce yourself. So just kind of keep that in mind as well. But if none of that is given, just start with your name, your, your school and your topic, and then jump right into your presentation, you'll be fine. So now if, however, you're introducing yourself in a business presentation, here's a really quick step-by-step -step guide that will help out a lot. So remember that at the beginning of your presentation, you want to get your audience's attention in a positive way, and you want to do it fast. <laughs> they don't want to be there most often. So um, you want to remember that before you start your presentation, you're, you're often going to have an opportunity to network or interact with the people in the audience as they enter the room. So rather than just kind of saying good morning, like most people do, and, and then just starting your speech, start a conversation with the audience members as they enter the room. This, this does a couple of different things. Um, but number one, in a professional setting, when new people walk into a meeting and they don't know what to expect, they're probably going to feel a little uncomfortable. And so the easiest way to kind of ease some of that tension is to chat with your audience as they come in. Um, and, and the second thing that occurs, by the way, is that as you get to know the people in your audience a little bit more, you can kind of personalize your content. You can you can alter the way that you deliver your presentation a little to make to make it um, more customized for the people that are in that room. You can actually use the people that you talk to by name when you're covering things in, in your presentation. Um, and by the way, if you're if you're kind of uncomfortable doing that, if if you know starting a conversation or doing an elevator speech is is difficult, we've got sessions on that as well. So I'll link to those in the show notes. So if you want to, if you're looking for a way to give an elevator speech or um, or to kind of network with folks, I'll put those in, put links to those posts in the show notes as well. 
Um, so, okay, so let's get to the step-by-step process though. So here's step one. The first thing that you want to do, and this is the really simple part, is start with your name and the name of your organization, your company that you're representing. Um, so this is the really easy part. Just tell your audience who you are and what organization you represent. Um, you might add a short clarifying description of your company if your company isn't well known, you know, like for instance, most people outside of the training industry, unless they've heard my podcast or unless they've, they've, uh, they're in the training industry, most people have probably never heard of the Leaders Institute. <laughs> so when I introduce myself or if somebody introduces me and they say, hey, he's with the Leaders Institute, I typically have to kind of clarify that a little bit to kind of let people know what the Leaders Institute is because it's not a, a household company. It's not like an Amazon or a Microsoft or something like that. So I'll, I'll typically say something like, I am Doug Stannard with the Leaders Institute. And, and the Leaders Institute, by the way, is an international leadership development company. So something really, really quick to, it's still short and sweet, um, but it's a little bit more clear to someone who may not have ever heard of, of my company. Um, one of the things that I'm kind of often asked here is should I give my job title, right? Should I say, hey, I'm Doug Standard with the Leaders Institute and I'm actually CEO of the Leaders Institute, right? Well, the answer to that question is maybe and sometimes. <laughs> so maybe you want to give your title and sometimes you want to give your, your title, but you'll almost never always do that, if that even makes sense. Add your title basically into the introduction only if your title adds to your credibility on that topic. You know, for example, if you're delivering a financial presentation and you happen to be the chief financial officer, the CFO of your company, you might mention that, that it would be important. That adds to your credibility if you're giving a financial statement because you're the expert for that company's financials. Um, it, if, if the CFO, though, is delivering a presentation about the value of joining a trade association, probably no reason to mention that because if, if you do, it, it's probably going to sound like you're bragging or something. It's not, it's not going to really fit. It doesn't really, it's not really appropriate for that. Uh, you, you, um, if like, for instance, I'll give you a really good example of this. So if, like if I'm out teaching a public speaking class, then I'm typically not going to say, hey, I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, right? I'm, I, I, instead, I'll say, I'm Doug Standard. I'm an instructor for the Fearless Presentations class. So it, that, that adds more credibility to, to what I'm doing. There's really the, the fact that I'm the CEO of the company has no value in my credibility at helping people overcome public speaking fear, right? The second thing, so step two. So after you've kind of given your quick introduction on who you are and what company you represent, maybe a, a description of that if, if necessary. Step two is you want to tell your audience what problem you solve for them. This is where the type of introduction that I teach to my students is quite a bit different from most introductions that you're going to see. And it works really, really, really well. This is fairly unique in, in the industry because we really want to focus on the problem that we kind of solve for people. The, and that, by the way, this is where a lot of the, the pre-work comes into play. Those questions that I was suggesting that you answer ahead of time, because in this step, you're going to use the answers to those questions that we that you answered earlier. You know, for instance, if my topic is how to deliver presentations, I have to determine why the audience would care about how to deliver presentations, right? What's in it for them? For my audience, the problem that I that I most often help people with is how to eliminate public speaking fear. So 
once I have the problem, I just add that to my introduction by using the words, I help people, and then whatever it is, the problem that I solve. So, so like, for instance, I would say, hey, I'm Doug Standard with the Leaders Institute, an international leadership development company, and I help people eliminate public speaking fear. So if my topic is how to close um, a higher percentage of sales presentations, so I'm going to alter my introduction, and it might sound something like, Hey, I'm Doug Stannert with the Leaders Institute, an international leadership development company, and I help people design more persuasive sales presentations. Uh, so I do both of those, and I'm an expert at both of those things, but depending on the topic that I'm presenting on is going to determine what problem I'm going to identify at the very beginning of the, the, the speech. Um, so um, like, for instance, I, I, I focus my introduction on just the expertise that is applicable for the audience this time. So if I if I gave the the first introduction about how to overcome public speaking fear to the sales audience, you know um, I'm going to get people in the audience going, well, I don't really get nervous speaking, so I guess I can tune out of the speech. So basically, I'm going to lose people because that's not the topic that I'm presenting on. So create a problem statement with the I help people statement. Uh, and make it apply to what your audience really, really wants. So that's why those questions that we asked earlier are so important. All right, so step three, this is the last thing. So once you've introduced yourself by giving your name and your company, and then you've talked about the problem that you solve, you also have to prove that you can actually solve that problem. So if you, by the way, if you just do steps number one and steps number two, your introduction is going to be way better than what than most introductions that you'll likely hear when you're self introductions anyway when you're delivering a presentation or when you're listening to a presentation. However, if you add this third step, you're going to gain more respect and you're going to gain more positive attention from your audience. So um, one of the things to keep in mind is that without adding some type of proof that you can solve that problem, you're just giving your opinion. <laughs> that you're an expert. However, if you can prove it now, that proof tells the audience that you actually are an expert at that thing that you're presenting on. So this part is a little bit trickier than the rest. And for some reason, a lot of times folks will kind of get to this part and feel like they, they haven't accomplished great things. So they kind of diminish the, the, the great accomplishments that they have made, that, that they are the expert in that thing. Um, uh, for instance, an easy way to offer proof to your audience is just with a quick little personal story of how you've solved that problem in the past. So if I say that I help people eliminate public speaking fear, all I have to do is think about just one of the 20,000 times in my career that I've helped somebody reduce public speaking fear, just pick one of those, tell the quick little story in a 30 second or a 45 second or maybe minute long format and use that as my, my proof. Um, but just to kind of give you a few examples, I'll kind of, I'll kind of show you how I've kind of seen people do this in, in the past. For instance, one of my early clients was, was a young accountant. He was actually my accountant. He, he actually did the accounting for my company in the first few years that, that I was in business. And um, when, when, uh, when we were working together on his talk of introduction for a speech he was going to be delivering, um, he came up with a pretty cool problem statement. He said that he was an accountant and that he helped businesses avoid IRS audits, which is great. That's fantastic. So he would say his name, his company, and say, by the way, um, I'm, I'm an accountant, so I help I help small businesses avoid IRS audits because he had to think about what's the, he asked himself those questions, you know, what is it 
that I that that I do for my clients that if I'm not there or if they don't use me, they're going to have a problem with. So what problem do I solve? And and the first few times that that I was working with him and I asked him questions, eh, I do their taxes. Yeah, but why? Why do you do that? Why don't they do their own taxes? They're afraid they're going to screw it up. And if they screw it up, what happens? They get audited. Oh, okay, great. Right. So it took us a while to ask the questions and you may have to do that with yourself to kind of get to the, the root cause here. But the key thing to keep in mind, though, is that nobody in the audience that Gary, the accountant, was going to be speaking to, nobody in the audience wanted to get audited. So, by the way, when he started with saying, hey, I'm Gary, with I'm an accountant and I help small businesses keep from getting audited. Now, all of a sudden, people are tuning in because they're going, I don't want to get audited, right? Um, and so, the, the interesting thing about him, though, was that when we got to the proof part, it was a little bit more challenging because as an accountant, it's not like, you know, thousands of clients are going to, you know, Google or to Amazon or something like that and giving them five-star reviews for being such a great accountant. You know, you're not going to get that, that Yelp review for the best accountant ever. So um, he was kind of struggling with his, his proof. So basically, in order to get to that proof, I just asked him a series of questions. I said, I said, hey, so Gary, how many clients do you have? And he answered, he had about 300 or so. And I said, how many small business tax returns have you processed? And he kind of paused for a second. He said, eh, well, at least a couple of hundred a year for the last 15 years. So, so I, I kind of responded back by saying at least 3,000 then. And he kind of nodded. Um, and I said, how many of your 300 clients have been audited since you've been representing them? And he, I, this one was a way quicker answer. He kind of looked at me and said, well, none, right? None, none of them have. And um, so basically, we just added that as a piece of proof to his talk of introduction, and it worked f- phenomenally. He said, hey, I'm, I'm Gary. I'm an, uh, a, 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 um, uh, an accountant. And I help small businesses avoid IRS audits. audits. Uh, for instance, in my career, I've helped clients complete over 3,000 tax returns without a single one being audited. So, I mean, that's a really cool piece of proof that he was able to throw in just by kind of thinking about it a different way. Uh, And you can do the same thing with yours as well. So um, I'll tell you how I adjust my own personal introductions based on on what I want the audience to do, by the way. You know, like for instance, for, for... my proof. I'm, I have a number of options, just like Gary does. I'm, I've, I've had I've had a lot of clients and and had some pretty great successes over the years. So, um, in addition to my clients, the clients that I've worked with that have had a lot of success, I've also published a couple of best-selling books about public speaking. So that's that gives me credibility. I also have hundreds of thousands of people who listen to my podcast every week. So, so I, I can I just pick my evidence based on what I want my audience to do. So, like for instance, if I'm speaking at a convention and I want the audience to come by my booth that I have set up in the in the trade show uh, at the at the convention, and I want them to purchase my books then my introduction might sound something like, hey, I'm Doug Stannard with the Leaders Institute, an international leadership development company, and I help people eliminate public speaking fear. You know, For instance, one of the things I'm most known for is being an author of two best-selling books, Fearless Presentations and Mastering Presentations. So basically, I, by, by starting out my presentation that way, I'm kind of planting the seed to uh, encourage them to come and buy books from me, right? So 
if I'm leading a webinar, I'm like, probably going to use that because there's not a booth and I'm not going to be selling books. Um, although I could, you know, I could give a link to, you know, Amazon or something like that. Um, but maybe if I'm, if I'm leading a webinar though, it, it's most likely that I want people to purchase a seat in one of my classes. So in that case, I might introduce myself by saying something like, Hey, I'm Doug Stannard with the Leaders Institute an international leadership development company. And I help people eliminate public speaking fear. For instance, uh, for the last 20 years, I, I've taught public speaking classes to over 20,000 people, and I haven't had a single person fail to reduce their nervousness significantly in just a couple of days. So by just starting out with something like that, I'm kind of planting the seed for my credibility on being a being good at helping people in a classroom format, and, and that allows me to, to promote that part. If my goal is to get um, get a bigger audience for my podcast, then I'll, I'll start out the speech a little bit differently. I'll say, hey, I'm Doug Standard with the Leaders Institute, which is an international leadership development company. And I help people eliminate public speaking fear. For instance, one of the ways that I do that is with my weekly podcast called Fearless Presentations, which has over a million downloads so far. And so by, by saying that, now all of a sudden people are going, wow, he's got that podcast must be pretty good. So now all of a sudden it's planting the seed that, huh, well, if I like the content of this guy, maybe I'll download his podcast. And so if there's 100 people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people in the room, I'm probably going to get quite a few subscribers that way. So the point is, is that you want to design your introduction in a way that makes people pause and think, you know, really? Wow, that sounds pretty good. You want to avoid introductions that make your audience think, well, so what, dude, right? Um, so it, it's it, to make it really, really easy to introduce yourself in a presentation, by the way, I created a, an online, um, a, an outline a, 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 that's that's on our website that you can just kind of fill in the blanks and it'll help you kind of create a custom intro for yourself. Um, and I'm linking to that in the show notes. If you just go in the show notes, click the click the uh, the link to the master show notes. And, and on that, in the middle of the page or so, it's got a little form that you can fill out. It'll create the intro, intro for you. Um, so real quick, before we kind of end the session, though, there, there are a couple of questions that will sometimes come up that I want to cover related to the, the introduction, because sometimes folks will, will just kind of say, well, can I just replace my introduction with a PowerPoint slide with my name and stuff like that on it? And, and it's OK to make your first slide or in my case, I, a lot of times I'll use it as the second slide. The, the first slide that I use a lot of times is just the, the title and, and maybe an image or something so that people are looking at that as they're coming into the room. But um, if you can actually make that second slide into an introduction and, and sure, you know, a good public speaker will often add an introduction slide with a biography, maybe a portrait, maybe even some contact information if that's important. Um, and and I a lot of times I'll, I'll do this myself. However, I never, ever, 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 ever read that slide to my audience. I often just, I, I just have it showing up on, uh, you know, behind me as I'm doing my own introduction. I'm still going to do the introduction the way that I'm suggesting you do it. But it kind of helps me build my credibility without me ever having to refer to it. And I'll just kind of click it and, and go to the next slide when I get to the, the content. So um, that it, it's a great way to share more of your work experience or more of your accomplishments without making it sound like you're bragging and that kind of thing. Um, and, and by the way, um, in the show notes, if you're, if you're looking for a way to kind of use your PowerPoint slides better, um, I'll put a link to um, a couple of different episodes that we've done on how to do PowerPoint slideshows a little bit better. 
Um, I think that the last thing I want to cover, though, and this is really the most important thing, is that, the, and I mentioned this right at the beginning of the of the session here, is you want to remember that there is a big difference between a talk of introduction where you're introducing yourself to people that don't know you and what we call a presentation starter. And a lot of times people get those two things confused. So when you introduce yourself in a presentation, you just want to use a single sentence or a couple of sentences max just to build your credibility and tell the audience who you are, just like what we've done here in this episode. Um, and but if and that's only if your audience doesn't know who you are. And this is when you're speaking to some to a group of people who they have no clue who you are. They have no clue why they should be listening to you. Um, so if you're if you're looking for a presentation starter, though, that's that's quite different. Your your presentation starter should be a brief introduction with relevant details about what you're going to cover in that presentation. Um, so if, um, if, if that's kind of what you're looking for, if that's something that, um, or maybe that's the next thing that you're going to be working on, then just go back to episode number 190, the seven dynamic ways to start a presentation. There's seven ways that you can use, seven thing, techniques that you can use to start a presentation and make it sound really, really cool. All right, very cool. Hopefully that uh, the content that I've covered has been really helpful. If, uh, if you like the podcast, make sure and let me know. Um, you can either connect with me on LinkedIn or um, you can tweet me. It's at Doug Stannert. Uh, or leave me a review uh, and uh, and rate the podcast, that kind of thing. Those things all really are very, very helpful in helping us create better content for you as well. So we'll see you next week on Fearless Presentations. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.